You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Our met fellow adventurers. Still in the Silver Quest headquarters, Prithan, Iskadar, and Tikar off doing other things. Perhaps they're fighting monsters. Perhaps they're following thieves. Perhaps they're getting drunk at a nearby tavern. Perhaps they're just meeting old friends. And they probably have a lot of friends that are very old. Anyway. Adventures for this location. The Dark Circle by VWK. It's an Oakenstone mask inspired adventure. He who laid bare the circle's very existence will face a swift and brutal redress. Well, attempted redress. This can be normal or scaled. Going for normal. Here we go. So begins. Dark Circle, the village of Ma- of Marwain, north of Stonewall. Rangir levels an accusatory finger at you as he kicks close the meeting house door inside the small wooden structure. The other members of the village council rise from their chairs and swiftly move to encircle you. Did you think we would not grow wise to your prying ways? exclaims Bangwir, his lengthy white hair splashing down over his narrow, frail shoulders. You and those you undoubtedly serve are no better than we, the ones you would prosecute? So, all is laid bare. Or is it? Let us make certain it is. Bangwir steps back as the three men close in each of them now brandishing long, curved, 
black-bladed knives. The sacrificial blades of the Kowans. Oh, it's those guys again. <laughs> you came here on the quest of an agent of the Thane. The agent, at the Thane's direction, hired the silver quest and tasked the illustrious outfit with uncovering evidence of an eve of an evil rumoured to have long lay hidden in the remote white mining settlement. Now, the thing is, Thane, you, you know me personally. And you you almost certainly know know that I'm part of the quest. Why don't you just call me directly? It would appear you've just fa- found what you came here lo- looking for. Tuthic, Silver Quest headquarters, several days ago. Just prior to embarking upon your trek. To Ma- to Marway. Marway, looking up from tending to the already impossibly sharp blade of his sword, again thanks you for tackling the mission in Marway. He's quick to point out he would have seen to it himself, were it not for a lingering injury to his white leg. It would just would it do for the quest to put forth. Anything less than its best possible showing, he says. After all, we're hardly the only adventurers for hire about these days. Though we're still the only ones worth hiring. Two days ago, one of Thane Poland's agents, a boisterous grey-bearded man lay Poland, hired the Silver Quest to investigate the village of Marwain, a remote mining settlement north of Stonewell in 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 the stone hills of northwest Tulsa. According to Polar One, the Thane believes believes that a sinister presence may be lurking in the village. Polarum seems all out of sorts, didn't he? asked Pritham, struggling as he returns to toiling away at his blade. Well, since it came from the Thane, it's hardly the sort of job we'll turn away, and well, who can say? There might just be something to it. Do wonder, though, what makes them suspicious of the village? Oh well, probably one can keep his secrets. Best of luck out that, out there, out, out that way, my friend. As you prepare to depart from Marwain, dreading what promises to be a long and taxing journey to the northwest corner of the kingdom, you're approached by Teak. The once again member of the Silver Quest who holds up both of his clenched fists asks you to choose right or left. Pick one of them, he says, smirking. So I can choose his left hand or his right hand or refuse to choose a hand. What if I refuse? Uh, Teak what frowns, rolls his eyes and sighs. All right then, I'm going to choose for you. Are you sure you don't want to choose? Last chance? Okay, no, I, I don't going to let Teak choose. I'm going to choose myself. I will take uh, his left hand. Teak opens his left hand, revealing a smooth blue stone with rounded edges. I hope it will bring you luck, he says, smiling, as he hands you the stone. It's a lucky blue stone. It's got an encumbrance of one. This small blue stone with rounded edges was given to you by Teak. 
You seem to claim it will bring you good luck. Teak told you the stone was given to him by someone quite powerful. He refused to say, though he refused to say who it was. Now, will this actually do anything? I don't know. When you inquire about the stone now resting in the palm of your hand, Teak tells you he's long carried it with him, and he's certain it played a role in various bits of good fortune he experienced over the years. So a quite powerful gave that to me, he said. But don't ask me to reveal who it was, because I won't do it. I want you to have it. As you thank him, you thank him as you as you tuck the stone safely in amongst your belongings. So I could ask what was in the other hand, or decide against asking him what was in the other hand. Teak immediately shakes his head, and, without opening the hand in question, places it in the torn pocket of his hide vest. It's not it's not quite the same sport you'd expect me to answer something like that, he says, smirking. Well, don't fret. You've made a good good choice. I don't think you've anything to regret. So if you try the other hand, you'd get something else. And I'm not going to show you what that is. You'll just have to play the game. <laughs> now, you're going to have to play it a lot because this is a really deep in quest. So to get to this, you've got to do the first two quests with the silver. First two adventures with the silver quest. You've again got to do Proving Grounds 5. You've got to do, find, it's got to get the first 10 gems of the Bowl of Blood. You, you've got to explore Fogball Forest a lot. Then you can do Silver Quest Reborn. And then you've got to do the Dreadmask Saga. And then you've got to do, a, do all the previous Silver, silver quest, quest Quests. And then you can do this one. Just before setting off on what promises to be a lengthy trek to Marway, you bid farewell to your only fellow Silver Quest members currently present. Both Teak and Prithan wish you luck. For the latter is quick to remind you, somewhat needlessly, to stay on your guard. It's a strange part of the kingdom up that way, says Prithan. Watch yourself. And don't get it over your head, if such a thing can ever be helped. Perhaps ask ask around a bit in Marwain. Seek out their village council and see if they know and are willing to tell you anything. My guess is you won't uncover much of anything. But if the ma matter is seemingly important enough for the Thane to take an interest, now can we not at least put forth a reasonable effort? The absurdity of Prytham, those litany of embellished problems, has prevented him from tackling even the most menial of tasks, talking about reasonable effort, is almost enough to make you laugh out loud. Opting for decorum, you stifle the looming outburst and tell him you'll take every necessary precaution. As I knew you would, he says, meeting you assured grass, off to Marwain. Safe travels and a swift, victorious return. Well, it's me. I don't think there's any doubt about the victory. 
the village meeting house, Marwain, the present. Balkia mutters something in a sinister foreign tongue and motions for the three to the three men closing in around you. The council members, each brandishing the long, curved, black blades of the car ones, spread out silently as they continue to edge closer. We have arrived at the end of your inquiry, says Brangler, his voice almost completely devoid of inflection. With your mind racing, you spin to face the closest of the three men closing in around you. The white-haired village elder, long a prominent member of the mining settlement's governing council, glares at you with contempt. His galled fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of his black blade knife. Unbelievers are a plague, he hisses as he lunges at you. It's a village elder. Nope, nope, gotta kill him. Gotta kill him. Honestly, I, I hope I hope this doesn't I hope this I hope I manage to explain this before it before you know someone bursts in and sees me standing over over the bodies of the entire village council. Who they don't know they're secretly evil. It's secret that they're evil. Oh, I'm sure I'll be alright. You have slain your foe. The next man, Twixby, wide-haired and heavy-set, is almost instantly upon you, slashing out wildly with his long, curved, black-bladed knife. Begin combat with the village elder. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay... Two impossibly swift blows upon your enemy for twelve damage. The old man swipes at you with his blade. He's nearly down, and down he goes. 2xb, the third man, his face twisted as an expression of malicious glee, steps over the bloodied remains of his fallen cohorts and attacks. Now look, you saw how quickly those people went down. What do you think you're achieving? You're just going to die. Although that might be the plan all along, because you're crazy, and you worship a very, you worship a very silly and stupid and evil god. For reasons. Reasons that haven't really been explained, but, I mean, I mean it's per- po- possible. I mean, crazy, crazy cults, cults emerge in the real world. And we don't even have, you know, mind control magic and stuff. And rituals that, that do stuff. Illusions. Begin combat. It's another village elder. The old man swipes at you with his blade and is slain. 2xb. Brangrier. His plaided expression, to pla- betraying not a hint of emotion, draws a long iron wad and swiftly levels the device at you. 
A powerful wave of nausea instantly swells up from within the core of your being. With your head swimming and your legs starting to buckle, you struggle to stave off the effects of the Koan leader's dark magic. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from aura, 20 from mind, 20 from spirit. Need to get 75 or more. Here we go. 126 success. In a remarkable display of mental fortitude, you manage to fend off the more devastating effects of the current leader's powerful magic. Determined not to let Baldir make further use of his iron wad, you lurge, lunge forward and attack the startled elder. I mean, is he really that startled? I mean, he, he knows... I mean, he attacked me. What does he expect is going to happen? I mean, he'd already seen what happened to the other three people. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be startled, terrified. Yes, but not startled. As before, you can reach Bramgear. The grey-bearded elder falls back and slips to the left. His stoic expression rapidly transforms into a bitter scowl. And a low pulsating hum fills the room. Ah, those things again. It's another gate. Some sort of monster's gonna come out. You whip your head in the direction of the sound and find a large black portal hovering against the wall to your right. A series of grim snarls erupts from the churning core of the magic gate. Come forth! From your eternal prison, servant of Jolareth, intones Brandir as he backs across the room. I summon you, Car Suel, widows of the vermin that denies our master. Brandir cries out in agony and claps into a heap on the floor. His body shudders violently. As a deafening bellow fills the womb, its echoes were furbuating through the timbered floor. Spinning to face the portal, you're horrified to find the inky silhouette of a massive spider emerging from the magic gate. Hmm. Considering this spider was summoned by the Kawand, it's probably not going it we're probably not going to have a have a have a nice drink together or something. Nope, it's probably gonna be fighting. Again. As the chorus of unsettling sounds continues to spew from the portal, the large shadow spider swiftly and silently advances upon you, bent on executing the will of a master, both eternal and unforgiving. With nowhere to one, you defiantly hold your ground against the summoned menace. It's Carswell the Fell. The shadow spider relentlessly attacks you. The spider's stinger tabs, stabs into your flesh. Your body score helps you to avoid being paralysed by the spider's venom. But I still take 10 damage. Keeps relentlessly attacking you. Not getting any hits in, and is slain. 
5 XP for that. The shadow spider collapses into a losing heap, only to rise again moments later. Its spindly legs and bulky torso, no longer shadow, but living flesh. You once again find yourself struggling to fend off the massive spider's savage attacks. It's Castlewell the Fell once again. Relentlessly attacks you, and the stinger, the spider's stinger, stabs into, stabs into your flesh. You've been paralysed by the spider's venom, and will be unable to act during the next round of combat. Your spider singer tears into my unprotected flesh. Your body score helps you to avoid being paralysed by the spider's venom. Keeps attacking. It's pretty. Oop! Stabs into your flesh. Doesn't work that time. Stabs into your flesh. Doesn't work that time either. And is slain. 6 XP. The massive arachnid's legs buckle and the creature collapses into a twitching heap, only to rise again moments later and resume its merciless attack. It's Carousel the Fell. Relentlessly attacks you. He stabs into my flesh, but I avoid paralysis. Keeps it relentlessly attack you, stabs into my flesh for seven damage, but I avoid the paralysis once more. Okay, and finish it off. It is slain. Seven XP. The massive spider again staggers back, collapses to the floor, its wound widdled torso oozing a thick, green, foul smelling acorn. Stepping back from the spider's twitching corpse, you glance to your white and spot Gam Vamdir sprawled out face down on the floor, his ragged breathing audible even from where you stand. A guttural snarl echoes throughout the meeting house. You snap your gaze back to the remains of the spider, only to find the hideous creature is once again upright. Slowly and unsteadily retreating into the portal. Oh, no, you don't. You're not getting away, so you can come back later and eat people or something. In a matter of seconds, the giant spider reaches the black day gate and topples into the churning vortex. As at that moment, you suddenly realise an unseen force is drawing you towards the magic gate. Oh dear, unseen forces drawing me towards gates. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. The portal, seemingly larger than it was a moment ago, begins to emit a pulsing heart. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to the white, where Gramgear's body, as if lifted by invisible hands, rises several feet off the floor of a hurtling off across the womb and into the gaping mouth of the portal. Instinct takes over as you valiantly struggle against the powerful invisible force steadily drawing you closer to the magic gate's churning core. Okay, I'm going to resist because I don't like being pulled about against my will. 
attempt to free yourself from the invisible force. You wrench your entire body to the left and right, desperate to escape the invisible force that's taken hold of you and is steadily drawing you towards the portal. Pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from body, 20 from spirit, 10 from aura. Got to get 75 or more, or I get pulled in, whether I want to or not. That that I actually want to, but it's the principle of the thing. I decide when I... To enter the portal on my own terms. Those terms are that there's a portal. My terms, not your terms, sinister portal-creating person. Pick now. 55, failure. Your struggle against the invisible force proves to be in vain as you're dragged to within just a few feet of the magic gate's inky churning core. Your vision begins to blur. You suddenly feel light-headed. In the next instant, everything goes black. Your eyes creep open and your blurred sight creates a long broad torchlit hall, the end of which stands the towering stone statue of a hideous spider. You stagger to your feet while attempting to get to clear the muddle of thoughts seemingly bent on preventing you from making any sense of your new surroundings. A low, almost reassuring hum from behind you immediately garners your attention. You turn towards the sound, relieved to find a large black portal identical to the one by which you arrived here, hovering against the wall at the near end of the the passage. As you stand staring at the corridor, along the corridor, at the massive spider statue, perhaps a hundred yards away, you suddenly feel compelled to move towards it. Instinct tempers the compulsion and you remain in place. The urge to begin making your way along the passage seems to grow stronger with every passing second. So I can step into the portal behind me, or go forth and figure out what's going on. Taking only a few steps, when a horrific sight suddenly looms out of the shadows, gathered at the edge of the passage. Gramgear, his lifeless, riddled body, moving in rigid, jerky motions, staggers into your path, moaning softly. You instinctively assume a defensive stance as the wizened corpse of the village elder stumbles forward, brandishing a long-bladed knife. Well, you couldn't beat me when you had a pulse. What chance do you have now? Begin combat with brown gear who is now undead, stabs at you with his knife. Keeps the stabbing, and is slain. Fire XP. You've stepped back from Bramgear's corpse, and watch as two more wizened cadavers stagger out of the shadows, the left side of the passage, and move to attack, each of them wielding an ancient, decayed sword. So I can flee immediately. Nope, nope, not doing that. So I'm going to hold my ground and engage them. Alright, here we come. Brandishing his rusted blade. The 
the first of the undead thieves fearlessly attacks. It's a wizened corpse in combat against it. Your vicious, your undead foe viciously attacks and is slain. 5 XP. Staggering over the remains of its counterpart, the second cadaver moans loudly as it slashes at you with its decayed sword. It's another wizened corpse. Wizened by who? Doesn't really say. Presumably Cohen? Indirectly? 5xp. You step back from the remains of the two undead fiends, only to find yourself confronted by, a mo by an unexpected and most unwelcome sight. Moving towards you down the centre of the corridor, its five functioning legs seemingly close to buckling beneath the bulk of its hideous torso, is the massive black spider, identified by Gambir as Curasol, a serpent of Joreth. The fiendish creature, its lower abdomen oozing a thick green ichor, steadily bears down on you. Hold my ground and engage Curacao. You move forward and meet the spider's advance, bravely engaging the fearsome servant of a dark immortal master. Begin combat with Curacao of the Fell. The massive spider relentlessly attacks you. The spider's stinger stabs into your flesh for six damage. But I avoid paralysis. Yes, a spider's stinger stabs into your flesh. You've been paralysed by the spider's venom and be unable to act during the next round of combat. Also, 12 damage. Stings into your flesh again for 7 damage. But I avoid paralysis. And now it is slain. Are you going to stay down? 6xp, you step away from Karasul's scattered, tattered carcass, eager to avoid the torrent of putrid green ichor spilling out of the many wounds whittling the hideous creature. Suddenly, the remains of the massive spider dissolve into a whippling puddle of black liquid that swiftly melts into the floor and vanishes. Yeah, I don't think Curso's going to stay dead for long. Long enough for me to get out of here, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere, anything like permanent. 256 experience to general. Every torch along the passage suddenly goes out, plunging the corridor into pitch darkness. Oh no... Perhaps trust in it was misplaced. It's a soft, masculine voice from somewhere in the dark scene in front of you. It will not survive to repeat its failure, though its purposeful uses remain numerous. You, on the other hand, are somewhat remarkable, which is why I've given you a small gift. Do what you will with it. To discover the item you've been given, carefully per per peruse your inventory. 
before it falls silent for several moments. Now, I, dis I suppose you wish to leave this place. I cannot fathom such a desire, but I do not begrudge you from possessing it. The unsettling voice fades away, and you suddenly find yourself tumbling headlong through a frigid void. Now, what was that voice? Was it Jolloweth himself? Maybe could be, but I think I don't think I don't think we'll start out at that level. Maybe one of his maybe just an arch fiend or something like that. In the blink of an eye, the darkness vanishes, and you once again find yourself standing in the meeting house. You turn to examine the portal, only to discover the magic gate is no longer there. Still wheeling from the unexpected turn of events, you compose yourself as best you can before setting off to make the known and to make known the sinister discovery you made and the grim scene. Grim scene that's enfolded here. You only hope that those to whom you make your report aren't in league with the insidious element you uncovered at the very heart of Marwang. The, the aftermath of the incident in Marwang Weeting House takes months to sort out and ultimately involves the formation of a new village council. Several of the settlement's most prominent citizens are suspected of conspiring with a small but, but growing cabal of Kawand, a dark circle which, which sought control of Marwain's mines, with designs to use the profits to further his sinister agenda. In all, Eleven villagers were accused of having affiliation with the Kawand, as well as various related ill deeds. Five of the accused, following a series of trials, are hanged. The reigning six, six managed to escape from Marwain's makeshift gale and flee into the wilds. The peaks of Bits and pieces of news that reach you at the Silver Quest headquarters in Twithick, by the way, at Pryphan, fill you with hope for the mining village. A gruesome chapter in the settlement's history is now closed, clearing the way for a promise of a better tomorrow for all those who toil and make their home in Marwain. Late one night. Several months after the events in Marwain, that at the, the headquarters of the Silver Quest in, in, in Twithick, Pritham sighs and begins fiddling in earnest with one of his boots. He glances across the, around the room, pausing in turn as his gaze first passes over you, then Teak, bathed in the flickering glow of the fire. The face of your long-time confederate seems strangely dwarf. I think, I think we might do with another bit about what happened up in Marway, he says, smiling. I must admit that the entire situation 
as it's unfolded. It's quite ghastly. Not sure what to make of it all. Though to think that perhaps things are becoming a bit dire all over. Teep looks up from the book he appears to be only half-heartedly studying. Makes a face at Prythan and, and, and winks at you. Start with the bit about the spider and the portal. If you would, says Prythan, oblivious to Teek's silent commentary. And take and take pride and take pride in knowing that my request is at least in part due to your great skill as a Lian spinner zoop. One of the best I've ever known. As you conclude what must be the tenth telling of your account of the events that unfolded in Marwain, Prythem nods and again commends you on your handling of a difficult, dangerous scenario. There's no doubt that anyone lesser wouldn't have survived to tell, tell of it, he says, turning his attention to, Mel, to mending one of the straps on his left boot. It's quite remarkable when you think about it. And what will come of it? Will there be any sort of new revelations about the perils of the age in which we find ourselves hopelessly wallowing? We're left to wonder at such things, I suppose. Teak laughs and closes the book he's been pursuing. A very fine showing, to be sure, says Teak, looking at you and waving an owlbow. However, let's not forget who provided, supplied you with that lucky little charm. You can laugh at such things. I know some around here who choose to do so with alarm and regularity. But luck isn't to be cast aside. There is skill. There is determination. There is faith. And then, there is luck. I happen to place luck quite high on that list. Before you... Before you can respond to Teak's playful lecture, he winks at you and motions with his head in the direction of Prithan. Upon those faces a fixed a broad frown. Please, don't stop there, says Prithan, without looking up from his boot. Oh, you're so, you're oh so very amusing, Teak. We'd be most interested to hear, to hear what other wisdom you have to impart. Unless, of course, what's just been sprouted is the run of it. Teak sighs, smirks, and we opens his book. And that is the end of that adventure. 512 experience to general, 64 experience to all skills and powers. And that, and that is the end of... That, and the Silver Quest has no more quests for now. So I'm back to the city gates, I guess. There's more things. There's still more to do in Trithic. Perhaps we'll do the Lord of Bronze Hall adventure. That's the third part of the Return to Sargard series of adventures. But anyway, might be that, might be something else. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Now, apparently there was an item I just got. I'm just going to look through my list. 
Now, I know it's going to have an item number. It's just a list that's close to the lucky blue stone because new items get the next number along. The lucky blue stone is item number 13,038. Let's go on through the list. Nothing close. Ooh, severed goblin head. 13,040. This is an in severed rotting head of a gate cave goblin. You don't recall ever having seen this gruesome object until it somehow turned up amongst your possessions. Well, that's that. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 